Welcome back to Creative Footnotes. It's a new year, and I'm here in not a closet this time, a living room, <laughs> with my tattoo artist, Shannon Margot. Hey there. Hey there. Hello. Happy New Year. Did Happy you do anything fun for the new year? Um, we just did a photo shoot yep. in my house. That's the winner right there. That's starting a good off, way to start. Starting off the year on a creative note. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, made sure to get lots of sleep last night. <laughs> so I didn't go out or anything. And that's how we just got ready for this shoot. We rested. That's that's an important rested. part yeah. there. Um, so what was like your first introduction into art in your life? Um, when I was a kid, I was a little bit artistic. Um, but like nothing crazy, really. I remember like art projects in school and stuff and I, I liked it, but, um, it, it was probably when I was like 18 that I went to college and I decided, excuse me, um, I decided to pursue graphic design for some reason after having really no artistic background at all. (laughs) You just had to like pick something. I had to pick something. So I picked graphic design and I was like, yeah, it sounds good. Um, Was there like an appeal? Like, was there a reason that you picked it or was it kind of like out of a hat or did you pick it based on kind of skill like that was involved in it? It seemed interesting to me, Mm. but I very quickly realized that it's very hard to do graphic design. Um, What was hard about it? Like, what did you find was challenging about it? I think the, the amount of effort that goes into like composition and the colors and every little element in graphic design is so specific. Mm, It mm -hmm. takes a lot of work to make, excuse me, takes a lot of work to make something look effortless. Oh, for sure. You know, because those logos you see, they look like, oh my God, someone just drew that in five seconds. Yeah, no way. That's like (laughs) so much more work. Um, It just, it, it didn't really click for me. Um, and around the same time I was 18, I got my first tattoo, started getting tattooed. And that was really the, the point when I decided I should probably learn how to draw if I want a tattoo. Mm, okay, that's so cool. I always came at it from the tattoo lens. Okay, that's cool. Um, what do, So you changed your degree to something else? Um. Kind of. So when I, it was actually pretty funny. I entered college and I told everyone, yeah, I'm going to do graphic design. So maybe I'll just double major in art and like advertising. Mm. And so you had to apply for the advertising degree, but the art classes you just started doing. So I started doing these art classes and semesters went by and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess at some point I should probably apply for the advertising major. <laughs> and then I just never did. And then I was like, well, looks like I have an art degree. <laughs> I never That's kind of funny because you didn't like go into it like I'm going to get an art degree per se, but you ended up there anyways. I ended up there. I was such a mess in college. I don't think, I think I definitely needed to go to college. Um, it was really important that I had like structure in my life. I'm really grateful for it because uh, if I hadn't gone to college, I probably would have been like way more lost 
than I already was. And I was so incredibly lost. Yeah. Um, What did you find, like, the most value in from school? Was that it? Like, having the structure? Um, I mean, there were, like, the foundational basics of, like, drawing and painting. Oh, for sure. That I learned a lot about. That was really valuable. Um, I also ended up getting my degree with a focus area in printmaking. And that was super valuable to me, too. um, Because I always had tattooing as, like the goal throughout school but there's no like tattoo major in college (laughs) right um so printmaking kind of it like worked out the same brain muscles Mm. as tattooing where it's like line work shading color and you have these like different levels to work on yeah like yeah Yeah. practice and like improving because that's all things that will be what you use all the time in what you do. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, do you think, so since it was such a great experience for you in the aspect of like the working world, do you feel like your school like set you up for success? Like, do you think they gave you tools for how to be successful with the degree? Um, I think so. I mean, I don't know though, because I can't think of a specific thing that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to FSU but you didn't feel, like, helpless, like, after you graduated. Like, do you feel like you had? I mean, I didn't feel helpless, but I also didn't feel helped by mm. my degree program because FSU was very much, like, you can get a job in, you know, graphic design or illustration for children's books or scientific illustration. Like, they wanted to – There, I think there was a person that, like, was trying to get me a job, right? Mm-hmm. Or, like, give me a direction. But they, like, tattoo was never on that list. Oh, gotcha. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm, like, getting over some crud. Um, tattooing was never on that list. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that my professors didn't really think of that as, like, a, like a respectable mm. position. Yeah, and what art. year was that that you graduated? Graduated in 2017. Okay, so yeah. it's been a minute. Yeah, well, yeah. and still kind of tattoos were more of a thing then, but it still is like, you know, five years or so since mm-hmm. then where it's definitely changed in the public eye, right? Well, yeah, I'm yeah. sure at this point I'd be surprised if they didn't talk about tattoos more often. So, perfect segue into tattoos and talking about them. Um, what was your first tattoo? Um, on me or yeah. that I did? On Well, actually both. That would okay. be interesting to know. <laughs> okay, yeah. The first tattoo that I got on myself, I was 18. And it was, like, on a whim. It was this, like, minimalist little pattern thing. It was the golden ratio, if anyone oh, knows mm-hmm. what that looks like. I have had it covered since. <laughs> um yeah, my first tattoo was cool. I loved it for the time it was on my body, but not really my style anymore. Mm. Um, and then the first tattoo I did on a person was on my mentor, actually. Oh, that's cool. That was wild. <laughs> that was wild. He was, was it like, something that he asked you to do, or did you ask, or how did you end up there? I think it was like, you're going to do your first tattoo soon, and you're going to tattoo me. And when he said that, I think I shit my whole pants out. <laughs> that makes sense. That's like so intimidating. Yeah. I was like, what? I, I, oh my God. Yeah. And I think it was, 
he was like, sometime this month, right? So I every day I showed up to the shop. I didn't know if that was going to be the day <laughs> that I tattooed him. It was horrible. I was oh my gosh. so anxious about that. Like, I couldn't even move. <laughs> when, it, when the day came to tattoo him, I was just, like, frozen. It was scary as fuck. But, yeah. You know, I mean... I've never been that anxious for a tattoo ever again. So, so you had you say you had a mentor. Um, is that generally how like newer tattoo artists will get into the like scene? You know, like yeah. getting jobs and stuff. You find someone who will teach you. Mm-hmm. How do you find those people? Like, do you find them and ask them, or do they like? You know, is it something yeah. where it's almost like a job thing where they would post, like, I'm looking for someone? Or did you reach out mm-hmm. to people that inspired you and were like, hey, I want to do this. Do you have an opportunity? I feel like most of the time, and I'm just thinking about the people that I know and their experiences. Um, I feel like most of the time, the the prospective apprentice usually hits up the shop or the artist and says, like, I really want to learn or These, this is my work if you want to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so you, say, did you yeah. show portfolio, like, pieces mm-hmm. to them? Oh, okay, yeah. cool. I went into a bunch of shops, and I just was like, hey, you know, I'm an artist. I'm not a tattooer. I'd love to tattoo. Here's my drawings. If you have time to look at them, you know, uh, if not, that's okay. And also, like, I would emphasize I'm not here to ask you for an apprenticeship. I just would love to get some eyes on my work. Mm, okay yeah so not like I'm just coming in here asking you for this stuff but I would like some feedback right yeah that's an okay way to go about it especially because if you go into a shop and you're like hey are you guys looking for apprentices or like (laughs) uh you got any room for an apprentice people are going to be like what no what are you talking about (laughs) yeah because taking on an apprentice is so much work and it's such a such a like important relationship. Oh, for sure. Like you have to, you know, get along. (laughs) And so you're not just going to pick someone up off the street and be like, yeah, sure. I could use an apprentice. Like, no, for a mentor, an apprentice is like a huge time commitment, you know, not for some people, some mentors look at apprentices as like a good way to make money. That's a little bit of a red flag. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's like, why would you take on an apprentice? Someone that you don't know, especially. Because you're making another tattoo artist to compete with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's, it's really hard to get an apprenticeship for sure. Just because of that. Like, why would you? Um, And you mentioned like red flags. Um, What do you think, like, do you have any tips for people that might be looking for those kinds of opportunities outside of what you just said or like other things to look for? Um, things to look for. It's so hard. Cause like when you're not in the industry yet, how are you really supposed to know if the shop is going to be full of good people? Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of shops will be like, Oh my God. Yeah. We love your work. Um, your work is awesome. Like, you should come be an apprentice. That alone, I think, is a little bit of a red flag. Mm. You know, if a shop is too enthusiastic about taking you on and you don't even know them like that, then it's like, hmm, why are you so... Like, like yeah, anxious. Why are you so into, into me right now? Like, one shop was like, yeah, oh my God, your work's amazing. And it definitely wasn't. 
Um, and then, you know, a couple days later, they're like, okay, so it'll be about like $8,000 to apprentice here. And I was like, oh, yeah, can't do that. Damn. Uh, it, you know, it's like, yeah. Of, no, it definitely I is. No, I, I get that. I actually had um, a hiring scenario with a boudoir photography company. And they basically were building their business in Tampa. And as I, I applied as a stylist, not a photographer, just because like I know mm-hmm. how to pose people or could figure it out, you know, whatever. Um, and they, when they were like, okay, we want to hire you, but you can't quit or you pay us back in a certain what? time frame. Like if you leave us in the first seven months because we're trying to build our business, then you have to pay back what you made or some crazy oh, amount like that or something crazy like that. And it was like sad to me. Cause like they are like the lady who started the company was like a playboy bunny or something. So like they actually could like go mm-hmm. somewhere, but that was so sketchy to me too. And I was like, that Dread makes no by. sense right. to me. Like why? what? Yeah. Like you really are that afraid you're not going to be able to retain an employee. Well, what was their justification for charging you that? Was it like, oh, you're renting space and we're teaching you and blah, 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 blah. Like, why did they want to charge that? I mean, I guess I guess I should clarify that some mentors do charge their apprentices and sometimes that's fine. Like, it really is a trade-off, you know? For sure. Some Some people pay with money. Some people pay with time spent cleaning and working for the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the red flag thing about it was how much they were love bombing me about how good my work is. Mm-hmm. When, again, it absolutely was not. <laughs> um, it it was like the the eagerness to really get me in the door, and also the fact that they didn't tell me straight up that they wanted money. Yeah, me. like hey, you know? if we take you on, there's going to be something else attached to it, not right. just hey, come do this. Like yeah. it's not necessarily like a huge you know, no go. If someone says, look, I don't know you. I, I could teach you, but you know, you got to pay me for it. Yeah. That could be fine. I mean, I think, yeah, it definitely makes sense because like, you don't, you pay to go to school. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, time is money. So if someone's spending a lot of their extra time to teach you skills, they have built over time from experience. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's like a fair exchange. But I think that, yeah, being honest, especially up front about it is a good thing. Like, Hey, this is what's entailed if you were to come do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess other red flags, um, is a shop that's owned by someone who isn't a tattooer. Mm. I'm still thinking about, you know, red flags for people who aren't in the industry who want to get in. Oh, for sure. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, that kind of makes sense too. Cause like you wouldn't go, I hear this example a lot. It's like mm-hmm. you wouldn't go to a personal trainer who wasn't fit, right? Yeah. Like, would you? Would you pay a lot of money to yeah. get trained by someone who doesn't look like they work out at all, ever? <laughs> ever. I mean, like, literally, right? Like, yeah. yeah probably not. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I feel like that's in the same lane of, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to open a tattoo shop because it's popular right now and I want to make money. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's another thing. Like, I feel like people think owning a tattoo shop is a great way to get rich. But then you're getting rich on other people's work, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that you that's not even a good way to make money. Yeah. You open a shop because you have a group of friends, a group of artists who all want to 
contribute their yeah. own space, you know, create a vibe, maybe create a space that doesn't already exist in your city, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What is like something that you, about tattooing that you wish more people understood, like anyone? Um, a couple things come to mind. I think, first of all, just because it's something that you don't like doesn't mean it's bad art. I do wish more people thought about that. Mm-hmm. Like, in general, I think oh, for sure. people are pretty bad about that. You yeah. Know? They're like, well, what's the point of this tattoo? Or like, your tattoo looks like you got it out of a gumball machine or whatever. Like, just because you don't like it yeah. doesn't mean it's bad art. I, I hear that a lot about black work recently too a lot of people don't get it i understand you don't have to get it right but i do yeah i do wish more people would At i least, definitely agree that with know, that yeah just in the general like sense of art itself also mm-hmm. like um i don't know just the example i think of is like i really like abstract art obviously mm-hmm. i'm not the only person who likes oh yeah people art, shit but on it's so polarizing the exactly they're like i don't get it what's the point it's just some color blobs like oh my god oh my god people are like that <laughs> about um ignorant style tattoos and it's like again just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's bad right like it's a, it's a bad tattoo if it's executed poorly like for, oh yeah for, for you've sure. seen my bad tattoo but, right um the beetlejuice one Oh my gosh, that's a that's a I don't story. Know um, this is actually a great story for this really? episode. Um, this is it. what not to do, okay, oh friends. So I actually got tattooed by an apprentice in Orlando. I don't even remember his name anymore, honestly. Uh, <laughs> my boyfriend at the time had found the shop because he wanted a tattoo and he was getting it. So the apprentice was free, and that's where I got my rose on my hand, cool. which I like the rose. I yeah. think it's fine. Like I like, I like the placement; it's cool. He did just fine. Well, because I didn't have experience with tattoos really a lot, I wanted to get a Beetlejuice tattoo. And he told me he could do it. And guess what I didn't do? Look at his work. (laughs) So I went to his house and he tattooed the worst looking thing you've ever seen on the whole front of my shin. That's what my cover up is over. Oh, I've seen your cover up. Yeah. um, Yeah. It was Beetlejuice, but it looked like um, I've heard... uh, a burnt Gucci Mane or like a California <laughs> Raisin Man or oh, something. No. But it like legitimately was bad. Like oh it wasn't God. good. It was bad. Damn. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's a big, I laugh at it now mm-hmm. because I'm like, I would never, you know, yeah. but I didn't care back then. I was like, oh, well, he's not going to charge me. And right. we're hanging out in his house. And, and I already have a tattoo from him. So yeah. it's going to be cool. No. Damn. Do your fucking research, friends. Well, that's another thing that... <laughs> Excuse my I language. People would understand, too, is, like, um, you can't go to any artist and ask for anything. Like, people come to me sometimes, and they want, like, a realistic portrait, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't do realism. You yeah. Know, here's here's five people that I know will, like, absolutely knock that out of the park. But, yeah, it's like you have to go look at their work, see what they do. What's their forte? Yeah, if that's what you want, then get that. Yeah. You well, can and go I to feel any like, artist and just ask for absolutely anything. And do you ever have people get mad about that, though? Like, I feel like you, as a client, you'd be grateful, right? Because a tattoo is forever. But I could see some people kind of getting rubbed the wrong way if you were like, no, I can't do that. I'm sure it's happened. No one's ever been mad at me for that, though. Awesome. Usually well, they're like, good. oh, my God, thank you. Yeah. You know, and I'm happy to refer clients like that to my coworkers, too. Right. Because I want to see them succeed. 
Right. Or I'll be like, that sounds like a really cool project. It's just not in my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I, I just very, I just explain in all honesty. I'm like, I just don't think I could do this idea, the justice that it deserves, you know? Yeah. And people are usually really grateful just for the honesty. You know, you don't have to beat around the bush mm-hmm. or, or, you know, be scared about it. Right. Just be honest. Yeah. You know, people usually respond well to that. Yeah. That's true in every area of life, I feel like, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, when you lack inspiration, well, <laughs> I guess start with what inspires mm-hmm. you um, first. <laughs> well, when I draw just for fun, usually what inspires me is like, what are the tattoos that I kind of want to get, you know? But I only have so much space on my body, you know? So sometimes if I want to get a tattoo and I don't think I, like, should actually get it, I'm like, let me draw it and I'll tattoo it and it'll still kind of, like, scratch that same itch. A lot of what I I draw up for fun, like, flash-wise, are, like, things that I would totally get. It's always stuff that I would get. That's you know? cool. Um, yeah, that is. I like think the, does it make it easier for you? Like, does it keep it fun that you're able to like make things that you like, and then you're finding like clients organically by like posting what you like? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That That's totally awesome. works. Um, so then, when you lack it. inspiration, where do you turn? Like, if you hit mm-hmm. a point where you're just like, eh, I don't know, or I'm not feeling it, or just an off day, like. Is there something that gets you out of that? Or do you, like, go with it and just not force yourself? Uh, Usually I don't force myself. Um, Usually if I'm really struggling with something, I'll I'll get some space from it and get, like, uh, get some distance from it. But also that doesn't happen super often because a lot of my inspiration is coming directly from my clients and the pictures that they send me. So they have a clear idea of what they want. And I have all that information from them. So usually I just, I, I, I have that inspiration. I'm mm-hmm. drawing from them, you know, yeah. not from me. But if it is a project when I want to draw from my own ideas and it's not coming together, usually it's take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, and if not that, um, I, I get inspired by other really good artists, like traditional artists and like classic tattoo flash too. Mm. old school Sailor Jerry. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, that's fun. That's cool. Um, So how do you keep tattooing fun? Because I feel like it like anything, right? If you're doing it all the time, it can get a little dry. So like, Mm -hmm. does do you experience that? Or are you still like new into it where you haven't hit that point? (laughs) I have a lot of fun tattooing. I don't think I've really hit that point. I'm I think I've had maybe projects that I'm tired of. Mm, yeah. That sometimes happens. That's natural, I feel like. I I don't know. I have a lot of fun with my clients, like talking with them, hearing about what they do. And just like I focus a lot on making the vibe right when mm-hmm. I tattoo someone. That's so important because if it's like bad vibes that stays in the tattoo forever yeah and you'll never look at that tattoo and like not think about the bad vibes yeah (laughs) so I just go into every tattoo prioritizing the vibe um and um that makes it really fun for me that's awesome I feel like it makes it well again 
the clients too comfortable mm-hmm. and like in a place where they would also want to come back right yeah. and get tattooed by you again because not only is it good work it was a good experience mm-hmm. you know to be there um I've had tattoos that are um really well done but done by someone who was a piece of shit or a jerk to me done by an artist who hit on me mm-hmm. like inappropriately like those tattoos they might be well done but they don't make me happy like some of my other tattoos I've got some that aren't well done but they were a vibe it was a good time you know um it was a safe place to get tattooed yeah um so the vibe the vibe is very important yeah um what is like (laughs) my segues sometimes are so funny (laughs) as I'm talking out loud I'm like what is (laughs) um what are some unexpected like joys that you found from tattooing um unexpected joys uh man the uh this week actually I did someone's first tattoo Oh, that's cool. And that's always a good time. Again, I always go into them like, all right, let's have a good time. Let's have a good time. (laughs) It's going to be a good time. Um, It was her first tattoo. I could tell she was a little bit nervous. But I try to just, you know, keep things light. And we had a good time. She was a lovely lady. Um, And at the end of it, she gave me a hug. Oh. Which not all of my, most of my clients don't hug me. I think maybe, like, that's probably the second hug I've gotten. And I don't want anyone to think that hugs are, like, customary for any reason at a tattoo shop. But she came in for a hug, and she was like, oh, my God, thank you. And it was just, like, I was like, wow. I don't know. That's a very small thing, but that made me so happy. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wow. Oh, my God, she likes it. I totally get that because even if someone – Although it's not the same as someone, like, buying my art or whatever, it's still cool to hear that it impacted someone mm-hmm. or that they liked it or what they yeah. liked about it. Like, there's a girl who I sold art with at a show once, and someone walked by, and they were like, oh, I really like that. And then he was going to keep walking, and she was like, can I just ask you what you liked about it? Like, what made yeah. you stop and tell me that? And so he yeah. told her, and they had a whole conversation oh, about cool. it. And I thought that was really cool. Nice. So I try to, like, ask people that, mm-hmm. too, you know? Yeah. But it is totally, like, a set, like a a payment in kindness yeah. in, like, words, right? Of, like, wow, you like something that I made. Yeah. It's, like, a different kind of emotion yeah. that it gives you, for sure. Well, and sometimes some clients are just different. Uh, some people express their gratitude in different ways yeah like sometimes a client looks in the mirror and they're like yeah cool thanks and that (laughs) makes me feel a little bit weird I'm like but did you like it Uh, and like they probably did but when I get like confirmation about it that's good yeah definitely verbal confirmation confirmation. it's like when we're taking pictures yeah and you're like oh I love Mm -hmm. that same kind of thing right right? because then it gives me the like oh okay yeah, yeah you like that let's do it like that um, I have more unexpected joys. Oh, yeah? There's a lot. I think uh, guest spotting at other shops. Oh, cool. I mean, because it, Because of the experience? It's an expected joy, you know? Like, I go, like, that's for sure going to be a good time. But there's aspects of it that are so, I come away from those experiences feeling so inspired. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's nice. Yeah. That's another unexpected joy. For sure. Also, um... Sometimes 
sometimes I'll do like really meaningful tattoos for people or meaningful tattoos for friends even. And that is, that's, that like warms my heart to mm. be able to do things like that, you know, a memorial tattoo for a loved one. Yeah. Um, making those experiences really special. That, that's a joy. Yeah. It's an unexpected joy for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so one thing I do, there was one thing I know you wanted to talk about, um, which was how you like take care of yourself, um, being a tattoo artist, like your body and like your health, Mm -hmm. like what's your approach to that? Um, a fellow artist once told me that if you don't take care of yourself now, you will be forced to in the future. Um, Tattooing is just like most other jobs. Like it takes a toll on your body being in that position for a while. Um, Spending lots of time with your head down drawing, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And also it's just, yeah, it's a huge time commitment. And you have to like stretch your body, (laughs) you know. Like, like, um, Like it sounds really obvious, but it takes a toll. Yeah. And, um, well, and like counteracting. That's the word. Counteracting. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're hunched a lot, doing yeah. a lot of like openers yeah, to help like undo. Body. Yeah. That makes sense. But also mentally, like it's so easy to just be like, oh yeah, like I'll just tattoo for eight hours a day and mm, um, yeah. I'll make good money. But then you're not taking into account the amount of time that you're going to be spending drawing for those tattoos um, and the amount of time you're going to have to spend like trying to recover your body from it. Like I need, you need rest. Like you need to lay down. Yeah. And like, there's so much hustle culture around Mm -hmm. um, all of that. That whole attitude towards tattooing is like, yeah, I'm going to do all the tats, but it takes a toll. Mm -hmm. I recently, I'm I'm not good at this. Like I'm definitely not an expert at it. (laughs) I find myself usually Usually I'm burnt out before I even realize that I'm getting burnt out. It's like I just wake mm, up one day and I'm like, yeah. oh my God, why have I been doing this to myself? Recently, um, like last month, December, usually a, a bit of a slow month in this area because it's the holidays and stuff. Um, I was like, oh, I'm just going to tattoo as much as I can just in case, you know, it gets slow for me. And like when that happens... When I go way too hard for several weeks, I always get sick and my body goes, no, you have to rest now. Mm. You got to slow down. Yeah. And then you can't not because <laughs> then you're yeah. sick and you feel like shit. So you have to rest. Right. And then I had to cancel appointment or reschedule appointments. And right. Say, I feel awful and this is not going to be good. And that's something to, to be today. avoided. <laughs> yeah. Um. One thing I think that I even still, so like people, common people, right, who don't understand your specific art niche, like don't necessarily understand what it is that goes into like what they're paying for. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if you can break down a little bit of like what, is all involved in like giving someone a tat a price for a tattoo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not just like all of the money going to me. Right. Setup costs are 
a lot just like the supplies to set up mm-hmm. and especially lately um supplies like gloves and shit are like way more expensive than they need to be mm. um also you know some artists work on a commission some shops take even like 50 percent commission wow so a lot of that money goes to the shop too um some artists do booth rent too mm. um so yeah, there's there's lots of costs and there's a lot of time. Too. Well, I was gonna say on top of that, on top it's of the, also yeah. time, the design. Like, are you changing it more than once? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm spending my own time outside of the shop, you know, emailing and ordering supplies for myself. Like, I'm marketing myself too on Instagram, which is a huge time commitment. Oh yeah, as well. that is a whole episode in its own. And my then goodness, the drawing too, like. <laughs> Sometimes the drawing takes longer than the tattoo takes by a mile. Well, and that's not just you drawing one thing. That's like years of experience to get you to this skill level to be where you're at now. Mm -hmm. That's also to be like accounted for, right? Like you have your own style now that you've developed over time. Like you didn't just like you were saying earlier, like Mm -hmm. they they were telling me it was great and it wasn't. And that isn't Mm -hmm. even that long ago. You know, so you're also incorporating, like, literally time of your life that you built the skill on. Well, and a lot of artists have gone through really grueling apprenticeships with, like, an incredible amount of unpaid work, grunt work, the shit Mm. that nobody wants to do um, for, you know, a year, give or take, of, like, unpaid work, too, at the beginning of that. So, yeah, definitely something to be accounted for. Do you as an individual set the price based on the factors of supplies, shop, etc. Or is there kind of like a someone's telling you how to structure what you're charging someone for a tattoo? Um I personally set my own prices. Okay. Was that something um, that was like hard for you to do at first? Totally. Cause it's like, do you do hourly? Do you do it by the piece? You know, what's the most fair way to do it for you and for your client? But also some shops do dictate what your hourly rate is. I've worked at shops like that too, where they're like, you are this much per hour and we're going to take this percent of that, wow. you know? Mm-hmm. So in some cases, artists don't have the ability to dictate that. Would you say that's like, wh- what do you prefer? Like, I don't want to say it's necessarily negative, mm-hmm. but like, do you feel like it's better to have the freedom Yeah, I think right now I really like my situation. I work, um, I pay booth rent, so I'm not paying a commission uh, to a shop. And yeah, I also set my own prices. Lately, I've been kind kind of pricing things by the piece, too, Mm. which I think is really fair um, just with how I work. Sometimes I'm slow. Sometimes I'm fast, you know? Yeah. Depends on the day. You also don't want to put the pressure on yourself per se, Mm -hmm. or have someone thinking like, oh, wow, they're taking a long time. Right. So hourly doesn't work really well for me. Also, I, I really like being able to tell my client before we get started, before we even set the appointment, how much I think it's going to cost. And I say, you know, this, this could vary depending on size, but I'm thinking it's going to be around X amount of dollars. That way no one shows up and they're surprised. Yeah. You know, and I think that is for them, but it's also for me because I don't want to lose sleep at night 
thinking about, oh my God, I overcharged that person or they weren't, oh, maybe I surprised them with that price, you know? Mm-hmm. I want I want them to agree to it before right. we go down that road because it's just going to make me feel better. Well, and the honesty it. of it, again, mm-hmm. it's good to be honest about yeah. it up front. To be like, this is what it is. Plus, it gives them a chance to be like, well, that's more than I expected, but I still mm-hmm. want it. Right. Can I wait and save up for it? Or you like, know, or my something. My budget is around this. Yeah, you know, there's something in my budget. And right. Like, Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. For sure. What's something that you wish you knew when you were starting out? Um, man, I wish I wish I knew how to scope out a tattoo shop to learn from. That is also an impossible task for someone who isn't. <laughs> In the industry right. already. Um, so that one's just, that's just tough noodles, you know? Yeah, like you just have to find a way right. that also, works for yeah. you. Yeah. I do also wish I knew that, like, the hustle culture is not sustainable. Mm. Like, it was sustainable for maybe a year of my apprenticeship to just, like, be miserable and hate my life <laughs> and sleep three hours a night. Um, and work a full-time job outside of, you know, yeah, my for sure. Gosh. That was possible, but I, yeah, you can't expect yourself to be able to keep doing that. I mean, that's just burnout and like, that's a recipe for a bunch of bad tattoos too, you know? Yeah. I wish I knew how to, um, set those boundaries to prevent burnout. Like I was talking to an artist and he is um, about to, he's an apprentice right now. He's about to start tattooing. Uh, but he was a photographer before all of that. Mm. And so he's he's in a really good spot because he's coming at tattooing with all of the tools that you learn from being a freelance artist mm, that yeah. are so valuable. Like he already knows how to like, um, say no to a project, you know, or how to handle a client's expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's got all that experience as an artist in his pocket already. So he's like set, you know, (laughs) Um, all he has to worry about is tattooing. Yeah. But I feel like that's, it's good to know though. I feel like you gave some good insight earlier about how to break into it. Even Mm -hmm. if it's just like something a simple like, oh, can you take a look at my work if you have some time? Yeah, you know, I think yeah, things you gotta about- go into it with the right attitude. Attitude. And also, you know, not everyone can get an apprenticeship, like in the city that they're in or mm. whatever. And like, there are other ways into the industry that aren't ideal for a lot of people. Like tattoo school, for example, those places don't usually know what they're talking about. Um, same thing for like, if you learn at home or in prison, like you're not all those places. It's, it's more than likely that you're not getting taught what you need to be taught, but also most apprenticeships don't teach you what you really need to know as a tattooer either. So I'm not going to shit on anyone for how they decide to get into the industry. It's like, there's a, a different way for everyone is what right. it seems like. It's a very individual path. Yeah. To and walk. don't be an idiot about it. 
Yeah. You know, don't scab up your friends. Don't, yeah. You know, don't be dirty and gross. I honestly wouldn't advise anyone learning on their own from home, but it happens. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. people are scrappy. Yeah. They want they want to be a tattooer. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to be clear, like, don't scab up your friends. Yeah. Um, Especially like, well, I don't know what your opinions about like. I can't think of it. Yeah. She was making the. I couldn't think of the word. Like a a (laughs) stick and poke motion with her finger. Like, what's your opinion on that? On stick and poking? I mean, I Probably a bad idea. (laughs) Almost always. Again, like learning at home. I just feel like you can get. Probably always not going to be the best idea. Yeah. But again, like so many mentors don't know how to tattoo anyway. And they, you know. So then you're being taught so still. Like, yeah. There's no there's no perfect way to get into it. I probably know like three tattooers <laughs> who actually did it the right way, which is have a genuine relationship, like professional working relationship with a tattoo artist who is genuinely invested in your success and isn't trying to exploit you. Yeah. You know, I... I can think of two, two people who actually had that. Most of the time, maybe I'm a little bit jaded, but apprenticeships just aren't perfect. Yeah. And that's kind of okay. You know, if you, you got to get in somehow. Yeah. That's life. The learning experience. All right. Our wrap up question that I ask everyone, (laughs) um, what is something it's perfect too, because it's Mm -hmm. the first day of the year, quite literally. Um, What is something that you wish for the art collective for the next year? Um, I want to see more like consumers opting for handmade things, mm, you know, yeah. as opposed to like going and buying trash from Target. You know, I, yeah. I'd love to see people consider like, maybe there's, maybe there's a, someone who makes clothes <laughs> right, or recycles clothes usually. Mm-hmm. Um, or like handmade pottery instead of going and buying plastic dishes. Yeah. Kind of stuff. For sure. You know? Yeah. And I think that, you know, you being in the St. Pete area, that's there's a better community mindset towards that. Mm-hmm. Especially now that I don't live in this area specifically anymore. You know, I think people yeah. are a lot more like shop local at least, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think you're in a good place for that. But I definitely agree with that. Especially right. being a business owner myself, you yeah. know, um, yeah, it makes a difference. It mm-hmm. makes a difference. Just hearing our experience with having people yeah. come to us, you know, and anyone who talked to, it's like the impact is a lot, you know, mm-hmm. Amazon, like, don't get me wrong. Okay. I use Amazon too, but mm-hmm. they don't care that you're yeah. buying from them. Like they care because you're buying from them, but they don't yeah. care who you are. Why like, you bought for from your them. 20 bucks. Yeah. Literally. Thanks for your prime membership. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. It's such a difference in the quality of the work, too. For yeah. sure. Yeah. It's like the shopping local attitude. Um, yeah. So you hear that, just for everyone. Goods and services. Shop local <laughs> in 2023. Shop small businesses. Do some research. Go on Etsy or really the internet, anywhere on the internet. Google it. Figure it out. Google it. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking. 
about myself and what I do. So this has been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> and I hope that you guys have learned a little bit too about tattooing in general. And I really hope that I could be helpful because I'm, I've been tattooing for four years, not a long time. So in no way am I an expert on anything. Um, but I experience just hope that I could be, I just mm-hmm. hope that I could be helpful. Yeah. I mean, I learned things. So well, good. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys in two weeks. And thank you for tuning in. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.